0: together. Amen. Hallelujah. First of all, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, it says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and and of love and of a sound mind this same verse in the NIV says for this reason i remind you to fan into flame the gift of god which is in you through the laying on of my hands and then second peter chapter 3 and verse 1 it says this is the introduction of this chapter it says this second epistle beloved I now write unto you uh, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. And uh, in both of these passages of Scripture here, we notice that the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter both indicate that something can be stirred up and the way that it's stirred up is through remembering by remembering the apostle paul says by remembering you can stir up the gift of god which is in you and then the apostle peter says i want you to st- i want to stir up your pure minds by way of causing you to remember something and uh, today i want to preach for a few moments on this subject Stirring up dormant dreams. Stirring up dormant dreams. God has put things into many of us, and because of circumstances and things that happen in life, those dreams or that vision or that sense of purpose, we've put on hold and allowed to go dormant. But the Lord Jesus Christ today has sent me to declare to you it's time for you to stir up those dreams and reawaken those dreams that may have died or seem like they have died, but simply have gone into a dormant state. Amen. How many believe that God can do great things through your life? Amen. How many believe God saved you to do something great? Amen. That's not a very very powerful response from you all. I wonder if some of you think that God just saved you so you wouldn't have to go to hell. God put his spirit in you so that you would be empowered to do great things for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise him with me. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you and you may be seated. I love the story of the man who was by the pool of Bethesda who had been there for 38 years. And after 38 years of sitting by this pool that is supernaturally troubled by the angel of the Lord, come and trouble the waters. And the story is the first person at Bethesda that was able to get into the troubled waters would be healed of whatever disease that they had. Anybody remember that story from the Bible? And so Jesus was walking by the pool of Bethesda, and he came across this gentleman who had been sitting there by the pool for a long time. 38 years he had suffered from this condition. And he was there by the pool, and Jesus came by and asked him a particular question. Anybody remember the question that Jesus asked this man? Would you want to be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? Seems like kind of a foolish question to ask to somebody who's sitting beside a pool that's troubled by the waters. The water's troubled by an angel in hopes that he might get into the troubled waters. But Jesus recognized something that after 38 years of being by the pool, perhaps this man's dream of life without illness and life without this condition that kept him immobile and kept him from being active. That somewhere along the line he had lost the dream. And rather than needing waters to be stirred and troubled, what he needed was for that dream to be stirred up again inside because something happens when you have dealt with something so long that you lose hope of it ever changing. You begin to adapt to it and you become used to it. And in your mind, you learn how to deal with whatever it is that you've been dealing with And I'm sure that the case was the same with this gentleman. And he had learned how to live rather by the work of his own hands, but by the kindness and generosity of other people. And he had settled for his condition after a while. And so Jesus was asking this man, do you want to be made whole? Can I bring alive this dream again? Or have you become too complacent and comfortable with the condition that you have been struggling with because before a miracle could happen before jesus could do his miracle in this man's life that dream had to be stirred up again that idea that he could receive a miracle that he could be healed and that his life could be changed amen and we understand uh from the word of god and also from Examples in our own lives, in the lives of others, in history and so forth. That there is power in a dream or a vision. And we know the great speech of Dr. Martin Luther King, who had a dream that one day people would be to dwell, be able to dwell together in harmony and unity, regardless of the color of their skin. And we know that many of the accomplishments that have happened in the area of civil rights were accomplished because of men like Dr. Martin Luther King that had a dream and others that had the same dream. Anything that's ever accomplished starts with someone who's able to envision a preferred future. Someone who refuses to accept the status quo and someone who refuses to settle for things the way that they are. And they get a dream, a very vivid image of the way things could be and even more so the way things ought to be, whether it's in a social situation or whether it's in their family or in their own life or in their career. I'm talking about having a dream about something that you could accomplish or something that God could use you to do in the future that would make a change in your situation. Amen. The Bible says that without vision, the people perish. And uh, the, the word perish there is also translated that the people cast off their restraints. They refuse to keep their shoulder to the wheel. They refuse to keep working and striving. They lose their fire. They lose their initiative. They lose their drive and their desire to move on. Because if they can't envision a preferred future, what is the reason for getting up in the morning? What is the reason for striving and working so hard to get ahead? And if you lose sight of your dream, if your dream goes into a dormant state, if you, because of dis- Discouragement or depression or disappointment. Let your dream die. There is nothing to keep you prompted and moving forward. Amen. So it's important to have a vision. It's important to always be moving forward. So Jesus is asking today in this house, just like he asked the man by the pool. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made whole? He's asking you if you've been crippled by past hurts that somebody else has done to you. Jesus is asking, do you want to be healed? He's asking someone here today who is chained by secret sins in their life. He is saying, do you want to be set free and loosed from the chains of sin? He's asking someone here today that's battling addiction. He's saying, do you want to be healed? Do you want to overcome? He's asking someone here today who has not yet received the promises of God in your life. He is saying, do you want to be saved? Do you want the Holy spirit? Amen. He's asking any of you that need any healing touch in any part of your life. Do you want to be well? My question is, do you want to be well? Can you still believe that God can do what he promised you that he would do? Amen. When Jesus says, do you want to be healed from your past hurts? Do you reply? You don't know how bad I've been hurt though. When Jesus says, do you want to be loosed from your chains of secret sin? What is our answer? Do we say, I just can't control myself. Have we lost the dream? Somewhere have we lost the dream that things could be better? When Jesus says to an addict, do you want to overcome? What is the answer? Do you answer back? I have an addiction. It's a disease and it's not my fault. The question I'm asking you today is, do you believe, amen, that God can set you free? Do you believe that God can deliver you? Yeah. Yeah. just like this man that said when was asked do you want to be made holy said i don't have anyone to put me in the water i can't get excited about church because i was hurt in a church before i can't teach sunday school because i don't know enough about the bible i can't get out of my financial difficulties because i don't make enough money and i can't shake this habit because it's something that i inherited from my parents I can't seem to get fired up spiritually in my spiritual life because the preacher is too boring. I, I can't seem to get healed because that doesn't seem to be God's will. Amen. I, I can't stop feeling sorry for myself because everything is against me. Amen. Are you thinking these thoughts as Jesus is speaking to you through the words of Paul? I can do all things through Christ uh, which strengtheneth me. Amen. Amen. We all go through hard times. We all have financial struggles. Sometimes we fall away from spiritual fervor that we once had. But at, we got to stand up and declare, amen. I believe that God is able to do all things. And I want my dreams back. Hallelujah. I want my dreams back. God wants us to always feel positive and good about the things that are going to happen in the future. He doesn't want us to be depressed or discouraged about tomorrow. I read somewhere that the great architect, Frank Lloyd Wright, was asked, what is the favorite building that you've ever designed? What's the best building you've ever designed? And his response was, the one I'm working on right now. Because he always believed that the best was ahead and the best was yet to come. And I believe that as Christians and as believers, we should always be reaching for new heights In our abilities, we should always be striving for deeper depths in our spiritual walk. We should always be striving for improvement in our finances and in our careers and in our personal relationships. But, my brothers and sisters, that does not happen if you've lost your dream, if you've settled for things the way that they are. If you've been in your condition for so long and you tried and failed a time or two and decided to give up, then you're not going to be striving to improve and to move into new areas. Amen. I want to tell you that God never God never performs his greatest feats in your yesterdays. Can I say that again? God never performs his greatest accomplishments and feats in your yesterdays. God's the kind of one that likes to outdo himself. I want to encourage somebody, amen, to shake off depression and to shake off complacency and to shake off indifference and believe that God has great things in your future. You may say, well, you don't understand the setback that I've experienced. And you don't understand what I've gone through. And But I'm I'm too old to start looking and expecting great things. And I'm too far along in my life to believe the best is yet ahead. I'm challenging you today to take hold of dreams. Amen. And let it be stirred in your spirit again. Praise the Lord. Part of doing that is getting rid of low expectations. I believe some people are in a prison of low expectations. They never can become what God wants them to be because they have low expectations. They have little plans and they have little dreams. Sometimes we think like this. Well, everybody gets good breaks, but except for me. Or I've reached my limits. I've gone as far as I can. I'll probably never get that promotion at work. I don't know why I'm not as talented as other people see that 's a defeated mindset I said that 's a defeated mindset, and some of us can walk in victory and begin to see that creep back into our thinking. Something happens and and we don 't get the promotion or we or we, we we apply for a job and it it doesn 't happen and uh we we uh try to uh instigate this relationship with this person that uh, we want to marry, and then it doesn 't happen and And we just kind of give up and say, well, I guess I'm not going to get married. I guess I'm not going to get a promotion. I guess I'm not going to be what God called me to be. And we just give up too stinking easy. Amen. Are you with me now? Well, God called me to do something for him, but I made a stupid, terrible mistake. So I've got to settle for where i am and i've got to settle for something lesser you need to get rid of that defeated mindset because god put something inside of you god put in you talent and creativity and discipline and wisdom and determination to make it happen if god gave you a dream he's not going to give you a dream and then not give you the stuff to make it happen why would he do that amen somewhere along the way you have got to get your dreams stirred up again the word of god says of the holy spirit that he hath put it this treasure in earthen vessel that there is a treasure inside of this clay body this body's not worth too much amen one day if the lord tarries this body is going to be a pile of dirt. Are you with me? You're in the same state as I am. Same situation. Amen. But the Bible says that there is a treasure of great value that the Lord has put inside of this dirt bag. Amen. Praise the Lord. God has put something inside of this dirt bag and it's the Holy Spirit of God. This treasure, which is a piece of God's supernatural empowerment that he has put inside of believers that are spirit filled. There is a treasure inside of you. And remember what the Lord said? "Ye shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses of me. The treasure that he put in you is not just so you make the rapture and go to heaven. But the treasure he put inside of you is so that you can accomplish the dreams that he's put into your spirit. He's given you a treasure. Amen. He's given you the good gift of the Holy Spirit. He's given you the talent you need, the creativity and the discipline that you need. Not just your ticket to heaven. But it's the power. The treasure. Amen. That's why the Bible says stir up the gift that's been put in. Why does it say stir it up or fan the flames? Get the fire burning again. Get it rolling again because there's something inside of you that has great power. And it wasn't inserted or invested in you just so you wouldn't be lost for eternity. Stir up the good gift. God put it in you to do great things for God. God put it in you to accomplish great things and to go forward. God didn't put that in you so that you would settle for the status quo. So that you would settle settle and become complacent. But God put the Holy Ghost and fire inside of you. Hallelujah. So that you could accomplish those things that he put into your spirit. Come on, somebody. Did you know that uh, scientists tell us that 90% of the brain of the mind lies dormant? And most people only use 10% of their thinking. Understand that God has put put the seed inside of you of the almighty God. And it's time for some of us to shake off the complacency and to keep stretching to the next level. Some of you put your dreams on the shelf because of a disappointment. I'm telling you to take those dreams out of dormancy and put them in action again. Come on, somebody. People may have tried to push you down. Circumstances may have soured your outlook on life. But I'm telling you to get out your dreams again and stir them up again. Amen. Stir up the, the complacent dreams again. You may have hit the wall. I'm telling you to get up and hit it again. Try again. You may have heard no a thousand times. I'm telling you to ask again. Far too many people live beneath their privileges they grow satisfied with far less than God's best for their life. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to get to the end of my life and look back with regrets and say, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I step out in faith? Why didn't I stretch myself? Why did I become complacent with where I was? And sometimes, uh, as I mentioned, when we get discouraged or if we get comfortable with where we are, our faith muscles get flabby. Amen. You could work out every day physically and tone your body up where you have great strength, greater agility. But the problem is, is if you quit, what happens? doesn't matter how strong you are, how fit you are, those muscles are going to turn to flab. It's a, it's a fancy word called atrophy. It's what happens to your flesh when it doesn't exercise. I believe there's such thing as faith atrophy when we don't exercise our faith and we don't believe God for great things and we tried something and it didn't happen and so we had great faith and great expectation and when that door closed, rather than looking for another door, we say, well, God must want me to just stay right here. But I'm telling you that sometimes God closes doors on purpose for you. Amen? Right. See, sometimes the only way he can get you through the best door is to close a good door. Are you with me right now? Sometimes the only way God can get you to the place He wants you to go is He's got to put a disappointment in front of you so you don't keep going in the wrong direction. The problem is many of us, when we hit that disappointment, become complacent and become stuck right where we are and we put our dreams into a dormant phase and we live the rest of our lives just plotting. I'm challenging you to greatness today. I'm challenging you that God has put something inside of you to do something great. God put the potential inside of you and the events and the disappointments of your past have done nothing to destroy the potential that's inside of you it's still there somebody say it's still there every bit of potential I ever had it's still there yeah, but this happened. I did this and I made this mistake and and this happened. The potential is still there. Amen. God doesn't give you potential and then take it away. God doesn't give gifts to you and then take them away because you made a mistake. The Bible says, man, I'm getting ahead of myself, but the Bible says the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. That means when God puts a gift or a talent inside of you, it's irrevocable. He doesn't take it out of you because you made a mistake. It's still there. It's still inside of you. And I'm telling somebody today. If you want victory in your life, you need to begin to stir up dormant dreams that God put in your spirit. Come on. I'm not happy where I am. We've changed that. I'm not satisfied with where I am. I'm willing to break free from self-imposed limitations. I'm willing to start stretching again to the next level. Amen. Some of us have these limitations on our life and we feel uh, like it can't happen. And those dreams can't come to pass. And there are negative words that have been spoken to us. Let me tell you something about the enemy. The enemy wants to steal your potential. But he can't. So what he wants to do is to make you think your potential is gone. Are you with me now? He wants to stymie your dreams and Cause him to be placed into a dormant state. See, he doesn't care now how much potential you have, but he does care that you don't realize your potential and keep acting on the dreams that God has put into your spirit. Remember when Adam and Eve went before God, or or they hid themselves from God, and and God said, where are you? And they finally said, we hid ourselves because we were naked. What was God's response? Who told you that you were naked? What was God saying? God said, you've been talking to the enemy, haven't you? You've been you've been communicating with the enemy, haven't you? He's the one that likes to tell you things. Who told you that? And I want to ask you today, who told you that you didn't have the talent? Who told you that you didn't have the education that was needed? Come on now. Who told you that you wouldn't get that promotion? Who told you you would never get married? Who told you you'd never be in management? Who told you? Come on, somebody. you listen been to the enemy. we get so preoccupied about what we don't have so focused on what we we lack and by focusing on that we end up talking ourselves out of God's very best for our lives. we live below the potential that God has placed inside of us we say things like well I don't have enough education I don't have the talent I lack discipline and this is my problem my problem is I have an addiction that will never break you know Never accomplished my dreams. This negative thinking will cause us to, 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 to under, underswing, if you would, God's potential for our lives. And some of us get stuck in ruts in our marriage and in our career and in our attitude. You know what a rut is? This is awesome. You've heard it before. A rut is just a grave with two ends knocked out of it. Some of you need to get out of the rut and realize that God has something new and something fresh. and There's a new day coming. Amen. You know, God had to kick me around a little bit the last couple of weeks and, and uh, say, get out of your rut. Get out of your rut. Uh, get out of the rut in your thinking and your attitude. Believe that God's going to send the greatest revival that this church has ever seen. It's not in the past, but it's in the future. It's coming. Amen. Get your expectations. Get your hopes up. Get your faith up. Amen. Get your dreams in motion. God has great plans for your life. God has great plans for your ministry. God has a great destiny for you, but you've got to get your faith up. Amen. Man, you got to look up before you can get up. You've got to look up before you can get up. Interesting. I saw in the, in the Word of God somebody showed me this. very interesting. When Jesus uh, was uh, uh, confronted by uh, the doctors of the law and the Pharisees that brought a woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. You can look in your Bible. Uh, but w- what it says is that G- Jesus uh, said, he that is without stone, let him cast the first stone. Then he wrote on the ground. And one by one, those accusers dropped their stones. And one by one, they walked away. But Jesus was spotted down in the dirt. But before he addressed the woman who was shamed, who thought life was over, who thought there was no future destiny for her, was ready to be struck by stones and ready to let the shame end. Before Jesus addressed her, the Bible says Jesus stood up. Jesus got up, and then he addressed the lady. You know why? Because before she could get up, she had to look up. Before she could get up, amen, she had to look up. Remember Peter, James, I, I, I believe it was Peter and John went to pray in the temple. And uh, this was in Acts chapter number 4, I believe it is. And while he was walking in, there was a man begging alms. And what did Peter and John say? Look on us. Look on us. Get your head down from being down and lift up your head. Because before you can get up, you've got to lift your head up. And some of you think God's going to take you out of your depression. No, you're going to lift your head up and you're going to come up out of your depression. But you got to hear the word of the Lord today and fan the flames. Amen. Fan those dreams again. stir up the good thing that God put in you, the good vision and the good dream that God has put into you. When God gives you a dream. In your heart, it may look impossible. From the natural eye, it just looks unlikely and impossible. And every voice around you is screaming, "It's not going to happen." Let me tell you. Someone asked. I, I read this the other day. Someone asked. Uh, some of you may have read this. A, a person that walks a tightrope. You heard this. You walk a tightrope. You've seen it, anybody seen a circus act of those that walk the tightrope, and they're up know dozens of feet in the air and uh, walking the tightrope something to balance them something you don't even have that but they, they asked a, a person a very skilled tightrope walker what is what is one of the secrets of being successful in walking the tightrope and they said the way you have success is you always keep your eyes on where you're going. you keep your vision focused on where you want to go. Did you hear what I said? You keep your vision focused on where you want to go because that way you're able to walk the tightrope and able to face the difficulty and the stress and the fear. Because the tightrope walker said, as soon as you start looking down, wherever your face looks, that's where your body's going to follow. Are you with me now? So if you start looking down, then... Next thing you know, your body is going to follow wherever you're looking. And so this is the, in the psychology of a tightrope walker's mind. They say you just keep your eye on where you're going. Don't look at what's happening around you or what's happening beneath you. Just keep your eyes on where you're going. Because if you look down, you're going to fall down. Wherever it is that your face or your visage is focused or pointing is the direction that you're going to go. And there are people in life that are always looking back. Anybody know people that are always looking looking back and about the hurts that they've had or the, the disappointments that they've had or the failures that they had in their life. They're not looking forward to where they're wanting to go, but they're always looking back at, at what mistakes they made. Hey, they're never going to make it to where they need to go if you're always looking back. Amen? And there are other people that are always looking down with self-pity. Woe is me. I went through so much tough stuff and always complaining and finding fault because uh, they're looking down. They're never going to get where they want to go. The best way to do it is to keep your head up and keep your eyes amen, and your vision focused on where you want to go. Keep your dreams alive. And the word of God is full of this principle. We know the story of Joseph. He had a dream. Everything possible came along into his life to discourage him from continuing to look toward his dream. But ultimately, in the end, it was fulfilled. Somebody say, praise the Lord. It was fulfilled. Hallelujah. Amen. Is this the mic that's doing that? Is that better? Amen. Hallelujah. I want to rise higher. In order to do that, you've got to keep looking to where you want to go. Keep dreaming big dreams. Don't focus on where you are today, but believe where God wants to take you. Amen? Other people's opinions don't matter. Amen? They may speak negative things or discourage you or say that it's not possible. Amen? And you'll go around depressed and discouraged. My question to you is, who told you that you couldn't see God's will done in your life? Who told you that you couldn't become what God called you to be? God wouldn't call you to something without giving you the ability and the wherewithal to do it. Why would He do that? Why would He speak something to you? God has matched you with your world and with your challenge and with your vision. He gave you what you need to accomplish it. Amen? I could sit here in Pasadena and say, I don't have what it takes to meet the metro area and to reach this metro area. Then why in the world did God give me a vision and stick me here if I didn't have what it took? Amen? From the natural eyes, I may lack a lot. But in the spirit, if God called me here, I just got to do what He told me and keep hold of the vision. Amen. Keep hold of the vision. Keep the dream alive. Don't let the dream be stolen from you. Amen. Remember when God spoke to Moses? God said to Moses, say, go speak to Pharaoh. Tell him to let my people go. Moses said, I'm I- 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 God, I can't. I can't do that. I'm slow of speech, and I stutter, and I'm not very good with my words. I'm just not too smooth. What was God's response to Moses? God said, "Hey, Moses, who gave you your tongue? I gave you your tongue, and then I called you to do something." Amen. Praise God. Who gave you your hands and your feet and your heart and your discipline? Who gave you your talents and your ability? God put him inside of you. And he's not going to call you to do something. Put a dream inside of you to accomplish something that he has not given you what it takes uh, to do it. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. That's a human tendency. God, but I don't have this ability and I can't be this. Remember, God came to Gideon and said, Gideon, you have favor with God, thou mighty Man of valor, calling you to do a special task. You're the one. And Gideon's like, who, me? I know you're not talking about me. When you said mighty man of valor, that was my first clue. That you weren't talking about me. And God knew what he had put into Gideon. He knew that Gideon had allowed the intimidation of the enemy to put his dreams into dormancy. That's why he was threshing wheat hide behind the wine press because this brave man had become fearful. This bold man had lost his courage. This man who had potential from God to be a great leader was put into a position of intimidation. I'm telling you somebody somebody right now, some a word from the Holy Spirit, and that is the enemy has backed you into a corner, convinced you that you don't have it and convinced you that the dreams and the vision he put into your God put into your spirit is not going to be fulfilled. And you feel like you're not a leader, you don't have the talent, you don't have the ability and you don't have what it takes. But I'm telling you right now that if God spoke a word to you don't argue with God and tell him that you don't have what it takes. Who you've been listening to? Who told you that? I want you to stand up. I want you to take hold of the dreams and stir it up again. Hallelujah. <clears throat> hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God in heaven. I got to make a conscious choice and that choice is I refuse to be intimidated by the size of my dreams. I refuse to be intimidated by the scope of God's calling on my life. I'm not going to sit back and settle because it scares me when I think of how big what God wants to do through me appears. Because at the end of my life, I could sit back and say, well, I did a good thing. I accomplished something. Or I could sit back and say, look what God did through me. Look at the greatness that was accomplished. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oftentimes when we suffer rejection, disappointment, we get discouraged and settle right where we are. I know I'm making the same point over and over again. Some need to get this point today. And we give up too easily on our dreams. I'm telling you today, God wants you to stir up dormant dreams, things that he put in your spirit, things that you believe. Have you lost your excitement? Have you lost your zest for life? Have you lost your passion? Did you have a dream to get a degree, but you had some tough times come along and you quit? You know if you have that dream get up and go after it again continue to stretch yourself did you have a dream for another career and it didn't work out Well, get up and stretch yourself towards what God is calling you. Did you have a dream to be used in a particular area of ministry? And maybe you stepped your foot in, you were a little timid and fearful, and and the door closed and and, and, uh, you felt like a failure. I'm telling you to get up again and let those dormant dreams be stirred up and come back to life. Uh, I mentioned it briefly, but God opens doors, but God can also close doors. Just because a door closed doesn't mean the devil closed it, right? Sometimes the only way he can get us through the best door is to close a good door. Sometimes the only way he can get you where he wants you to go is, is it happens through something that's disappointing because he has something better in store, something better in store. Hallelujah. I remember when we sent out letters and tried to purchase a piece of property over in, uh, Monrovia. Some of you remember that was in 2006. And, uh, we got back a letter that said they had just sold that piece of property, and uh, and it was disappointing. And I remember I was showing a great man of God. We were driving along with Brother Haney. I was showing him. I said, "Look at that property." And uh, we we tried to buy that, and, and the door closed. And I said uh, we were we were disappointed. He said, "Well, that's because God has something better for you. That's because God has something better for you. See, that's the way you need to start thinking." Amen. Hallelujah. You got the pink slip? Well, God has a better job for you. You put in the interview and you didn't get the job? Well, God has a better opportunity or opening for you. Amen? Come on, somebody. If a door closes, don't just stay there, but look for another door or look for a window. Look for something. Amen? Say, God has called me to continue to move forward, not to stay complacent and satisfied with where I am, but to move forward to where God, amen, is calling me to go. Hallelujah. When one door closes, if you'll keep your attitude right, God will open another door. Amen. But you can't give up. You can't quit dreaming. You gotta stir up the dreams. Don't let those dreams go dormant. You may be, you may feel the way I have felt at times. Feels like your dreams have died. You've kind of given up on them. But God can resurrect dead dreams or give you brand new ones amen the resurrection itself is a testimony of this the apostles the disciples had their lives wrapped up in the destiny and future of this thing called the kingdom of God but when Jesus took his final death on the cross their dream died when Jesus came forth from the grave with power and authority that we preach and teach about every good Friday and every Easter The reality is he was not just resurrecting a body, but he was resurrecting the dreams of these disciples about a life changing experience that could happen through the power of the gospel and the world being changed and turned upside down through this thing called the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. The resurrection is, is about a resurrection of dreams as well. And God can resurrect your dead dreams or he can give you brand new ones. Amen. And, uh, You give birth to more in your future than you have lost in your past. There's more positive coming than you have lost negative in the past, and we allow adversities and disappointments and setbacks to deter us. And soon we're not pressing forward anymore. And soon we're not stretching anymore. And soon we're not believing for great things anymore. We find ourselves just settling for the status quo and believing that we will never rise any higher in life. But I want to challenge you today to get your dreams back out again. Don't let the enemy. Don't let the enemy pigeonhole you when to settling, but get your dreams back. Uh, Let them be stirred up again. Let them come back to life again. Amen. Put your faith into exercise again. Get the old flabby muscles moving again. Let God use you in the way that he planned to use this. You may be saying, well, if God has great plans for me, why am I going through this that I'm going through in my life right now? Why am I experiencing this pain and disappointment? The enemy knows something about what's inside of you. Amen. He knows the power of the Holy Spirit when it's turned loose in somebody that has a dream and a vision put in their heart by God and they continue to pursue it and fight through adversity and disappointment and difficulty and they keep on pushing. The enemy knows about it. He wants to keep that seed from taking root in your life and in your heart. Praise God. But I tell you like Paul said, stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. Stir up your talents. Stir up your dreams. Stir up your desires again. Let the flame get going again. Amen. Maybe buried beneath your depression and discouragement and the negative voices you've been listening to, maybe buried beneath that is your dreams and your desires that can come back to fruition. And come back to life again. It's your job to get out the shovel. And start digging through all that depression. And discouragement. Amen. And all that negativity that's piled itself on your dreams. Get your dreams out again somebody. I said get your dreams out again. No, you don't have to settle for your marriage the way it is right now. Get your dreams out. Come on. God promised something better than that. Hallelujah. You don't have to settle for where you are right now. Get your dreams out and pursue after what God has put into your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Start stirring up the gift. Quit grieving over what you lost. You need to move on. Amen. Quit grieving over what, what was lost. It's, it's, it's the old chapter. There's a new chapter starting now. But you ever heard the, the old saying, turn over a new leaf? Yeah, I used to think that was like a maple leaf or a leaf on a tree. When it's talking about a page, it's talking about turning a new page. Turn over a new leaf. Turn over a new page. Come on. We need to just, uh, I know things have happened in our past and the past is in the past. Get over it. It's time to move on. Hallelujah. It's time to move forward. Amen. Maybe that relationship d- didn't work out. Uh, maybe you just, uh, you have a choice. You can either mourn over it the rest of your life or you can move on. Come on, somebody. Maybe that opportunity didn't happen. You can either mourn over it the rest of your life and let it sour the rest of your existence or you can turn another page and move on. On. Amen. Praise God. God has something fresh and something new. Man, this is a new day. Man, and I don't want to live the rest of my life in the land of good enough. And I want to pursue after my dreams, the dreams that God's put in my spirit. And you, you have to remember, there will be forces opposing you. Don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. There are going to be forces that are trying to keep you from becoming what God intended you to be. Satan wants you to give up on your dreams, but God wants to restore you. God wants to encourage you. God wants to fill you up with fresh hope and fresh faith God wants to resurrect your dreams and bring them back to life and vibrancy again Amen. why in the world do you think the enemy's trying to keep your gifts and talents and creativity and joy in prison why does he want to keep it buried because he knows the potential that is there and I'm challenging young people I'm challenging middle aged people I'm challenging married couples I'm challenging single adults I'm challenging retired adults to stand up and let God put fresh vision inside of you Hey, if you've accomplished your dreams, get a new dream. Let God stir your spirit again. Oh, come on. Praise him right now. (sighs) Hallelujah. Time to start taking steps of faith and dream another dream. Dream a new dream. Amen. You notice that... uh, Adam and Eve had two sons that they loved, Cain and Abel. And Cain rose up against Abel and slew his brother. And Adam and Eve had to face the most painful thing any parent would ever have to face. That is the loss of a child at the hand of another one of their children. But notice what the Word of God says about this situation. It says very specifically, it says that God had appointed Another seed in place of Abel. It means all the hopes and dreams and visions, expectations that Adam and Eve had placed in their son Abel. All, all of that was snuffed out. And there was a period, no doubt, of mourning. There was a period of pain. There was a period of disappointment as they work through the natural human process of grieving. But then when that was finished, God says, in essence, I've appointed another seed in the stead of Abel. How many knows that Adam and Eve had another child whose name was Seth? And how many knows that the word Seth means substitute? Substitute. And even though something we may have put a lot of stock in, Didn't come to pass and we watched it die. And there's people who started a business and watch it shrivel up and die. Guess what? Those same people can just settle or they can say, you know what? I'm going to try something else. I'm gonna try something new. I'm gonna try something different because God has appointed, Amen. Another seed, something else, and even and you can cho- you could choose. You're the one that gets to choose. Do I spend the rest of my life mourning the loss of something that I had hoped would happen and I hope could be accomplished, or do I let God take and open another leaf, another page, Amen, and do something new and fresh and different? in my life I'm challenging you not to be depressed not to have your head down not to be discouraged not to live your life in hopelessness and despair and not to live your life with low expectations about tomorrow but I'm telling you it's time to stir up whatever God put in you it's time to stir up whatever God put in you see he put a treasure in you he put something powerful in you he put something life changing and world changing in Inside of you, and He wants you to stir it up. Come on, let's stand to our feet and praise the Lord together right now. Come on, help me praise Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord! Hallelujah, Lord! Hallelujah, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Name of the Lord, glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord! Hallelujah, Lord! Hallelujah, Lord! Hallelujah, Lord! Hallelujah. Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The crippled man by the pool, Bethesda. When Jesus asked him, "Wilt thou be made whole? Jesus was saying in essence, would you like to see that dream come to pass? Would you like to see that dream realized in your life? See, that dream is more more than just being able to walk. But for this man, that dream includes being able to earn a living for himself. That dream includes maybe being able to get married and have a wife and children. Lots of things that could be wrapped up in this dream that Jesus wants to know of this man. Wilt thou be made whole? What was the man's response? The man's response was, I don't have a man to help move me into the waters that are being troubled. So what he did was, when Jesus asked him, do you still have your dream? He said, he began to explain why the dream wasn't going to be fulfilled why it couldn't happen and some of us have the same tendency while I've been preaching today those little sparks of hope have been sparking in your spirit but then there's that old internal wet blanket <laughs> that some of us use so well as we begin to list the reasons The limitations and the things that stand in the way of us and our dreams being fulfilled. Yeah, we're just like the man. But the reality is, Jesus was wanting to communicate to him, see, you don't need a man to lift you up and put you in the water. Because I'm here today to help you realize your dream supernaturally in a way that you never thought would happen. And I'm challenging you today to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm challenging you today to begin to believe again that the dreams that you have, that God put in your spirit can and will be fulfilled because you believe again and you put your faith in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Quit listing all the reasons why it can't happen and it won't happen, but put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads together right now. Jesus I pray in your name that the carnage of the enemy on the human spirit and the human mind that's been affected in the lives of believers that are members and parts of life church I pray Lord God right now that you would begin to reverse that that faith would begin to replace fear that hope would begin to replace hopelessness that desire would begin to replace despair and depression. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, your promises are forever settled in heaven, Lord God. And if you put it in my spirit, let me lift up my head. Hallelujah. And begin to look at where you promised that you want to take me. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. I want us to lift up our heads right now and I want us to come forward for just a few moments because cause God wants to minister in this place before we leave here today. Hallelujah Lord. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah Lord. Hallelujah Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. God we Things that God's put inside of us, all the good things that He's put inside of us will not be of any use, not be of any use if we have no faith, if we're not anticipating and expecting great things, if we've let our dreams die and we refuse to let them be uh, brought back to life again. All the blessings and all the favor and all the talent, ability, and gifts that God has put inside of you favored you when he gave you his spirit when he first created you and then when he gave you his spirit and bathed it with his holy anointing will be of no use to you if you let the dream be dead and I'm challenging you today to let God stir up your faith. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Every word that's come out of my mouth today has been in an effort under the anointing of God's spirit to, to stir up your faith, to begin to believe again for great things that God has for you, for your marriage, for your life, for your future, for your for your uh, uh, destiny, for your ministry, for your career. In the name of Jesus, I want you to let God stir it up. I don't care how long you been sitting where you are. I don't care how many negative things that person has said to you. I don't care how much it's hurt in your life. Uh, God wants you to stir up the good gift. Uh, God wants you to stir up the dream that's inside of you. Somebody lift up your hands right now and begin to let the Spirit of the Lord minister through you. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says the Holy Spirit is like a river of living water. Let it flow out of you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank 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 you, Jesus. God, let me think different. Let me act different. Let me walk different, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, whatever you called me to be, whatever you called me to do, my mistakes, my failures, my disappointments, my stumblings have not disqualified me, Lord God. But I stand up and say, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. I lift my head up out of the ashes and I put my head in the direction that you called me in the first place. I'm going to start moving my feet in the direction of my gaze i'm going to start walking into my destiny right now i cast off darkness i cast off depression i cast off despair i cast off negativity i believe the promises of the word of god come on let's lift up your voice to him right now Hallelujah, hallelujah hallelujah yes,
1: it's a new day it's a new day fresh and arty. it's going my way yeah, it's, it's a season, season of power and prosperity it's a new going my way, it's a season season of power power and prosperity, prosperity. it's a a new new season. today it's a, new season. it's a new season today it's a new
0: Come on, reach over and pray for that person next to you right now. Hallelujah. Let's let God do what He wants to do in this place. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I pray that you'd restore what the enemy has stolen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord God, that He wasn't able to steal my potential, that He wasn't able to steal what God put in me. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to do great things, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you Lord. can use
1: anything, Lord, you can use me.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: You can use anything, Lord, you can use
0: me. Take
1: my hands, Lord. Take my feet. Touch my heart, Jesus. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. You You can use use anything, Lord. You You can use me. me. You You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. Take my hands, Lord. Take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me.
0: Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Holy Spirit, minister and move today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Sometime from time to time, we got to reboot our computer. That means there's a lot of stuff that that gets programs that are open and things that happen. It kind of slows everything out. Sometimes our computer even freezes up and, and you just got to do a hard boot and reboot it and start it up again. And our attitudes need that from time to time, amen, hallelujah. As things happen and things go on, and and uh, and we just need to reboot. And that's why I, I tell you what I feel right now is I, I think I feel some fresh breezes blowing, and I I believe I believe there's a season of refreshing that God's sending to Life Church. I believe there's a season of re- revival and refreshing that God's sending. And uh, so, uh, in order to participate in it, I need you to reboot your attitude. Some of you need to just reboot and begin, begin to be positive again and begin to expect great things again and begin to have faith again for your family, for yourself, for your church, for your area of ministry. Uh, there's been some things maybe that's happened in your life or things that have gone on that have slowed you down or even froze you up in your spiritual progress. Uh, but I'm telling you, it's time to reboot because something fresh is going to happen. We're going to start over again. Amen. A brand new page, a new season, freshness. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I wonder if anybody here has had a dream of winning a soul to the Lord, of actually bringing somebody into the church and seeing that church, that person filled with God's spirit and their life completely changed and turned around. How many have had that dream before? Anybody still have that dream? Amen. Praise God. Well, we're working together to make... Uh, this next session of Life Groups after a season of preparation, revival, uh, spiritual renewal among the saints beginning in the 1st of October to give you the greatest opportunity that I think I've ever seen for somebody to win a soul through our Life Groups, through the life studies that are going to be actually, Brother Simeon Costa is going to be the one teaching on video uh, these sessions. Some of you remember the life study that he did here uh, almost last year, it's been 9 or 10 months ago, uh, and he's got a series of 20 of these that help someone uh, basically give their life to the Lord, repent of their sins, turn their heart toward the Lord, and all the scriptural reasons why. It's going to be a fantastic uh, life group, and it's going to be evangelism-focused, f- uh, uh, but it's also going to edify us as the church and our understanding of the Word of God. So we're really excited about that, and God is going to do great things in the coming weeks and months. So I'm asking you to start believing. I'm asking you to reboot your faith and your attitude and start expecting greater things than you've ever imagined before. Amen. I really believe, I believe that between the 1st of September and the 1st of January, the, second, the, the final quarter of the year there, if you would, from September through January. I believe we could see between 30 and 50 people give their life to the Lord, be baptized in his name and filled with the Holy Spirit. Does anybody believe that kind of thing can happen? Come on. I need you to help me. I need you to believe with me. We got to reboot and believe, expect, anticipate great things. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I could keep talking forever. It's exciting being a part of the kingdom of God. And uh, and uh, I'm glad that you're here and a part of what God's doing. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I want you to greet one another and share the love of Jesus. Make sure you let our guests and visitors know. We're thankful that they're here with us and we'll see you soon. God bless.